So I thought I might share a few thoughts today for those who have considered doing a podcast and they're just kind of weighing it out and playing with the idea. I've met several people on our travels, people with great ideas, especially around podcasts that would be a benefit to children spiritually. Love that idea. And so I'd like to start with sharing some ideas around motivation, because is that not where it all starts? Like, why do I want to do this thing? So just to lend a hand in helping you walk through navigating the ups and downs, and just to share my own personal experience with making podcasts. If you're a Christian and you have a lot of Bible material prepared, the world needs all the voices that we can get. Of course, every fruitful labor begins with pure motives. So so building our own self-worth is not the purest motive. Getting personal attention or making a name for ourselves or to get recognition from strangers, there's not much value in that. Because life is not about us, right? It's about making a difference for the people that we are serving. And at the end of life, to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. So since podcasts are words, podcasters need a kind of level 10 caution um, because we can get ourselves into a lot of trouble. So to keep myself out of trouble, I check myself every now and again against some qualities that Paul mentions in 2 Thessalonians 2, 2 through 8, about his being entrusted, verse 4, with an opportunity where he was publicly representing God. And what a proper attitude and pure motivations look like in these kinds of situations. So in verse four there, this is again, Second Thessalonians chapter two, there are four things that I want to avoid as a podcaster. So he mentions that in his public representation of God, he says, quote, not as pleasing men, instead of God who examines our hearts. He wanted to avoid flattering speech. He also was avoiding greed. And of course, greed is sometimes not just for money. Greed can be a greed for attention, recognition, or admiration. Because verse 6 goes along with that. There he says, nor did we seek glory from men. But then in verse 8, he brings up the best motivation ever. That is, quote, having so fond an affection for his listeners. He says they were very dear to him. He also says his boldness is in God. I love that. I love that because it shows speaking God's truth is not about self-confidence. Then he says his message does not come from error. What a reminder to ask myself, is my message created by the world? Am I just going to be another echo chamber? Or am I teaching biblical principles? Do I know the Bible as a whole well enough to not inadvertently teach error? What I often see in messages that come from error is an attempt to right a wrong that barely exists instead of a genuine moral epidemic. Sometimes you'll hear someone say, 
why is no one saying this? Um, you are only exposed to a minute fraction of what people are saying, especially when it's not posted publicly. So there's two more qualities in 2 Thessalonians 2 that Paul brings out when he talks about his work in publicly speaking the words of God. He says his message had no impurity. Now there is something I need to shoot for. As someone who laughs hard all the time, honestly, sometimes I'm doubled over crying my mascara off. <laughs> but here's the thing. There's already enough crass, crude, tasteless comedy in the world. So I'm to treat holy things as holy. So I'm totally opting out of everything that is crass or crude or tasteless. There is a certain category, according to the scriptures, of things that are, quote, not proper to mention. And coarse jesting, laughing at things that are holy, including the marriage bed, that's not biblical. The other phrase that we find in the qualities that Paul was sure to retain in his public representing of Christianity and God is deceit. Again, this can sometimes happen unintentionally when we are parroting things that we are hearing outside the scriptures. And none of us want to be guilty of inadvertently deceiving others only because we ourselves have been deceived. In verse 7 there, Paul says that he proved to be gentle among them as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her children, unquote. So even when you say things as gently as you can, Paul even had pushback. So another good reason not to do a podcast in order to be loved and admired is because guess what? You're going to get the opposite from time to time. If we are shouting truth into darkness, in fact, we should expect to get pushback. Since our website is in big letters now on the side of our van, often we will return from getting groceries or arriving back at our van in an RV park um, from a bike ride or whatever. And we'll have people approach us saying that they were on our website and are so, so, so supportive of what we're doing. And one woman told me that she was listening to my podcast and it was touching her and her husband heart so deeply they were crying. So that's great. But because I speak with love about what God says on this country's trendiest sins, I've also had someone leave a nasty note on my windshield that included calling me a name. But since I was expecting pushback all along, I had already decided to let it bounce off me and just thought, oh, there it is. I was expecting that to show up. So that kind of mindset, if you know it's coming, especially if you're saying what's true with as much gentleness as possible. Sometimes pushback from the right people can actually be a sign that we are on the right track. The cruelty from the world is why we need to support one another though, right? We are on the same team and we can love one another by being inspired by the success of one another. So those are some ideas around motivations, around really kind of the reality of what to expect. So another question to ask yourself, like what subjects 
are you going to talk about? So right now at present, Mark and I are doing short conversations that we're calling scripture hikes through the Bible word for word. We have finished so far Second Peter and we have finished Philippians and we're getting ready for Colossians. Um, so what we do is that we talk about everything that we think could be of use for someone in some way in these podcasts and all the others that we've recorded. Sometimes we've talked about the best books we've ever read in our lives and how they changed us. Sometimes we talk about how to live nomadically. I've even talked about light things like running a marathon. I've talked about heavy private things like surviving stillbirth because I believed that there was something of value within that story that would really be of comfort and use to those who are going through a similar situation. What God says about controversial topics is another thing that I'm convinced I'm supposed to stand up and speak in this day and age. Another favorite thing that I love to cover is specific virtues, because here's the thing, whatever our listeners are struggling with, it's the virtues that God gives us that prevent, cure, or at least help us deal with all of those challenges. So at present, we have, we're getting close to about 150 podcasts at this point. So I decided to talk about those things for two reasons. First, because they save the world. And since I've already written something about them to present at women's events or somewhere around the country, or for my um, other program, Older Women Likewise, I may as well have a shareable audio recording as well, right? So... So in between all of our deep spiritual content, I think there's some utility in throwing in between all that, some creativity or playfulness. I mean, I've done podcasts with several of my friends on the topic of what our favorite things were. I did a podcast with my husband about the funniest things that have ever happened to us. Of course, all rated G. My daughter and I also had a funny conversation about the joy of junking, you know, like garage selling. I like to kind of mix it up like that. I think doing so, in my case, helps people to realize that Christians who take holy things holy know how to have a good time and enjoy their lives and can be well-rounded that we are making the most of this life. And so you need not worry if you were to embrace Christianity with all your heart. Life is good. Another thing to ask yourself if you are thinking about doing a podcast is who are you aiming to be your audience? I'm kind of aiming for everyone because everyone needs God's wisdom. And I think some of my listeners come just for the van life themed podcasts. But if you're one of those listening to this, I hope that you will also stumble across some of our deeper thoughts here, across some truths that maybe you didn't even know you were looking for. Sometimes it's kind of helpful to kind of figure out, okay, what's going to be my template, so to speak. I know I love a 30 to 40 minute fast pace, like 10 reasons why or the reasons like I love list kind of podcasts. I love that template. So I've had three or four of those that have made a bigger impact and have had a lot of listeners, I think because they deal with some of the most life ruining cultural lies. So I get a lot of listens to 10 reasons why we oppose abortion or 10 good reasons to teetotal, um, 10 reasons I oppose militant feminism, 
or 12 steps toward overcoming depression. So those kinds of things. I like that kind of template. I think it helps the listener kind of know where they're at within the podcast and kind of pace themselves for the content that's coming up. So one thing that's very fun about a podcast is inviting guests to come on. In fact, Adam and David Deloge, who have a podcast called Jabberwocky, they were the very first ones to introduce me to podcasting by interviewing me on January 1st, 2020. And they kind of taught me all the ins and outs. And early on, I was able to troubleshoot some of the challenges I had by seeking their advice. So that was very, very helpful. We've been invited on Kenny Embry's podcast called Balancing the Christian Life. And Sarah Gentry has a podcast called Project Virtue. And so what's fun about those is that if you're on someone else's podcast, they can send you an mp3 of the recording and you can share it on your own podcast as well. And that way your listeners can find their podcasts and vice versa. So one thing we're really looking forward to coming up in Nomads, you and I, in 2023 is that we're going to shift our focus where we're having conversations with fascinating people. And I personally select who those people are because I find them really good conversationalists on a variety of topics. Sometimes it's what you know. Other times you are just a good conversationalist and people could practically listen to you do a podcast on brushing your teeth. It'd be fascinating and hysterical. So the history of my podcast, I started Nomads You and I in January of 2020 in anticipation of our living nomadically later that summer. So my initial idea was to use what I had written on faith-based topics like for newspapers and magazines or even as a Bible class teacher for over 40 years and turn all of that material into podcasts so that as we traveled and God's providence caused us to cross paths with amazing people going through difficulties and challenges that I could offer to text them some help. So we ended up carrying some contact, almost like a business card with us that we now hand out by the hundreds to all kinds of people to help them find our podcast and the blog that's connected with it. Because the other side project I have going on in addition to podcasts is that I blog stories about churches of Christ that we visit that are all positive stories. We're aiming to visit 100 churches of Christ. We're in the 80s at this point. And I think I've written perhaps 75 or so entries out of 100 that we're aiming for. So we've been so busy with all these other projects that there's been times where we have neglected our podcasting for months at a time. But despite that, I guess on the day that I'm recording this podcast, we have had 10,823 listens, despite our neglect from time to time. The reason why I know exactly how many listens that I have is because I use anchor.fm. It's a free podcasting platform. So it tells me the average number of plays per episode, how big my audience size is. The other thing that Anchor tells me is who my audience is. This is fascinating to me. 63% of my listeners range from 18 years of age to 22. 
the vast majority of my listeners are from the United States. But according to my analytics, I've had people listen from Germany, Ireland, United Kingdom, Russia, Canada, Mexico, Austria, Switzerland, Australia, Singapore, Brazil, Serbia, Netherlands, France, Costa Rica, Philippines, U.S. minor outlying islands, Romania, South Africa, Vietnam, Malaysia, Puerto Rico, Italy, Japan, Finland, Indonesia, Nepal, Norway, Bahrain, Greece, Israel, Iran, Spain, India, Bulgaria, Egypt, Iceland, Slovakia, Argentina, and the Czech Republic. Interesting. So I'd highly recommend Anchor. The other thing that I appreciate about Anchor is that it distributes all of my podcasts, not just to Spotify, but also to seven other podcast platforms, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Republic, and Spotify. Now, the software that I use to actually record my podcasts and edit them is Audacity. And there are a lot of YouTube videos that will show you the ins and outs of that. But hey, if Cindy Dunnigan can do it, you can do it technology-wise. So if you have things that you have written that would make the world a better place and make the next world especially a better place for the souls that are out there among us, I would entirely encourage you to start your own podcast. And I thank you so, so much for your support of Nomads, you and I. And I really appreciate the beautiful feedback that you've sent my direction that inspires me to keep plugging away. Have a great day and God bless.